Book Four, Chapter Five of Saint Francis of Assisi, a Biography by Johannes Jornson, translated by Thomas O'Connor Sloan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Four, Francis the Hermit, Chapter Five: The Farewell to the Brethren. Francis could not keep the wonder a secret that had come to him. For one thing, he was in the midst of a circle of inspired and devoted friends whose central object he inevitably was, and who were constantly occupied with him. On the other hand, the miracle caused him such great pain, and made his existence so difficult, that he had to have recourse to the assistance of others. Probably Leo was the first one he initiated into the secret, that francis might be able to move his hands and feet bandages had to be wound around the projecting parts of the nails leo shifted these bandages daily except as it is said from thursday afternoon to saturday morning because francis wished to suffer with christ brother rufino too who washed for the master found out all about the mystery when he found the left side of the clothes saturated with the blood from the wound in the side it was later that he by a trick managed to touch and see this wound of the state of francis's soul after he had received the wounds it is hard to form a conception from now on he is so high above ordinary mankind that the best we can do like brother leo who often thought he saw the master floating among the tree-tops is to cast ourselves down kiss the dust once trod by the blessed one's feet and ejaculate with the faithful disciple god be merciful to my sins and let me by the intercession of this holy man find pity with thee the first effect of the stigmatization seems to have been a great joy a complete liberation from all care and dejection this feeling of inner happiness refound was what gave itself voice in the song of praise francis wrote immediately after he had received the wounds in thanks for the grace that had befallen him in its entirety the laud reads thus thou art holy lord god thou art the god of gods who alone doest wonderful things thou art strong thou art great thou art most high thou art omnipotent thou art holy father the king of heaven and earth thou art three in one one lord god of gods thou art goodness all goodness the greatest goodness living and true lord god thou art charity thou art wisdom thou art humility thou art patience thou art beauty thou art security thou art quietude thou art joy thou art our hope thou art justice and temperance thou art all our riches to satiety thou art gentleness thou art the protector thou art the guardian and defender thou art our refuge and strength thou art our faith hope and charity thou art our great sweetness thou art infinite goodness great and admirable lord god almighty pious and merciful and saviour at this very time when francis felt himself raised to the highest summits of christian joy and like moses on nebo 
already saw the promised land afar off his best friend was the object of a great temptation not of bodily but of spiritual kind we are told by the authorities without any further enlightenment was brother leo perhaps tempted by a feeling of envy of the master did he feel jealous and disquieted in seeing his friend penetrate into regions where he could not follow him in any case he seems to have sought for a proof that he was not forgotten an assurance that the old relations in spite of the wonder that had happened to francis were still as strong as ever leo thought of the times when francis wrote to him in such a friendly manner and every one who knows what effect a dear and well-known handwriting on a letter can have will understand brother leo's longing to have something from francis's hand he was to be seen every day but what good was that when it seemed as if the old-time friendship between them was no longer in existence with his usual delicate perception francis seems to have known what was troubling his friend's spirit one day therefore he called for leo and bade him bring parchment pen and ink while leo in expectation stood by his side francis wrote down first the song of praise given above then turned the sheet over and inscribed upon the back in large letters the patriarchal benediction from the old testament the lord bless thee and keep thee the lord show his face to thee and have mercy on thee the lord turn his countenance to thee and give thee peace for a moment francis paused then he finally added the lord bless brother leo thee and instead of his name he put beneath the whole the old testament symbol of the cross t tau erected on golgotha over a human skull as emblem of death conquered by christ with glance and smile both charged with goodness francis handed the inscribed parchment to brother leo take this he said and keep it with thee to the day of thy death then all of brother leo's evil thoughts left him and with tears in his eyes he seized the pledge of inviolable friendship which the master gave him even until he became an old man leo died in twelve seventy one he carried next to his heart this parchment from laverna and after his death it went as an inheritance to the franciscan church in assisi where it is to the present day preserved in the sacristy on the thirteenth of september francis with brother leo left mount alverna duke orlando had sent an ass on which the stigmatized one who could not use his feet was to make the journey francis heard mass early in the morning with his brothers in the little chapel and gave them a last admonition then he took leave of each one in turn of Maceo, angelo silvestro illuminato live in peace dearest sons and farewell my body is to be separated from you but my heart remains with you i go forth with brother little lamb of god to portiuncula and i come back here no more farewell sacred mountain farewell mount alverna farewell thou angel mountain farewell dearest brother falcon 
who used to wake me with thy screams thanks for thy care of me farewell thou great stone beneath which i used to pray thee i shall see no more farewell santa maria's church to thee mother of the eternal word i commend these my sons whilst the brothers who remained behind broke into lamentations francis went forth for the last time from the mountain where so great a thing had befallen him francis rode to borgo san sepulcro after he had taken leave of duke orlando in the neighboring town of chiuse he crossed the river racina followed by brother leo and took the road over mount arcope mount foresto and mount casella he stopped on the top of mount casella whence the last view of laverna is to be had and he dismounted and knelt down and with his glance directed to the distant laverna that far away lifted its ridge up under the heavy autumn clouds he made the sign of the cross over it and broke out into a last farewell a last thanksgiving and a last blessing farewell thou mountain of god thou holy mountain mons coagulatus mons pinguius mons in quo bene placitum esteo habitare farewell mount alverna god the father god the son god the holy ghost bless thee live in peace but i shall never see thee more francis then mounted his placid steed and rode down to monte casella he was absorbed in his thoughts for the rest of the journey so that he passed through borgo san sepulcro without knowing it the town was already behind them when he awoke from his reverie and asked if they were yet near borgo the journey became a triumphal procession the populace met francis everywhere with olive boughs and the cry eco il santo here comes the saint he had to give his hand to be kissed and miracles were wrought by him yes a woman who lay in agony and whose life was in danger was cured by laying the bridle of the ass upon her the same he had held in his hands from Cita di castello where francis stopped a whole month and where he among other things by a simple command cured a woman who was raving with hysterics he went at last to portiuncula it was now november twelve twenty four and the snow in the apennines was already deep and now it happened that francis brother leo and the peasant who had lent them the ass one evening could find no human habitation but had to spend the night in the mountains the snow gathered in drifts and they had only a projecting rock to take shelter under for the two brothers this was not so bad but the peasant cursed and scolded this was the reward for his foolish kindness he might have remained at home and now be lying in his comfortable bed etc francis managed at last to quiet and calm the angry man and when morning came the peasant announced himself quite satisfied that he never had slept better than out here among the rocks and drifts of snow scarcely was francis back at portiuncula when he went out at once on a missionary trip it seems as if all of the zeal of his youth was returned he talked anew of wanting to do great things 
for a while it seemed to him that it was not too late to begin all over again i will go to the lepers again and serve them and be despised of all men said he riding on his ass he often visited in one day four or five towns and preached in them and where he found lepers he waited on them the story in the fioretti certainly belongs to this period which tells of the impatient leper patient whom the brothers who took care of him could in no way please but he abused them with word and blow and reviled and abused god and all the saints so that none could bear to listen to him but saint francis himself approached this abandoned leper and greeted him and said god give thee peace dear brother but the leper answered what peace can i have when god has taken everything from me and has made me all decayed and malodorous and even then i would not complain of my disease but the brothers thou hast given me to wait upon and look after me do not do it as they ought then francis said son since thou art not contented with the others shall i care of thee i would like that answered the sick man but what couldst thou do for me more than the others i will do all thou wishest answered st francis then the leper said then i want thee to wash me all over for the odor is such that i cannot stand it st francis thereupon had warm water with many aromatic herbs in it prepared he undressed the sick man and began to wash him with his hands and another brother helped and by a miracle from god it came to pass that where st francis touched him with his blessed hands the leprosy disappeared and the flesh became entirely well and as the flesh began to be cured the soul was also cured for when the leper saw that he was well he was overcome by great sorrow and emotion over his sins and began to weep bitterly and when he was entirely healed in soul and body he began in humility to accuse himself and said weeping in a loud voice woe to me i have made myself worthy of hell by the injustice i have done the brothers and by my impatience and blasphemy but st francis thanked god for so great a miracle and went away to distant regions for from humility he wished to flee from all honor and sought in all things only god's honor and glory and never his own end of book four chapter five